Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Chronicles of Nannia, a nanny resource podcast made for nannies by me, a nanny. I'm your host, Martha Reddick, and this week we are going to be talking to Scott Ertle. Hello, Scott. Hi, Martha. So glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. And we're going to be talking to you about kids and focus and bouncy bands, which you created. So I'm super excited. Thank you. Me too. Um, before we get into really bouncy bands, let's hear a little bit about your background working with kids. Sure. I was a school counselor for 18 years, and before that, I used to work in the circus. I did comedy, magic, and juggling, and uh, traveled up and down the East Coast in the circus before I ran away from the circus and joined (laughs) a school. (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) I bet that um, those circuit skills come in handy with kids all the time. They sure do. Everybody likes to have fun and everybody likes to be active. Yes, I agree. One of, um, a mom I know, her son is super active and he, his kindergarten teacher was a a semi-pro wrestler and that really did well for him, I know, because the teacher could, like, really keep up with all the kids. So I bet your circus skills come in handy. It definitely helps out. (laughs) Well, great. Well, uh, let's talk about bouncy bands. So what are bouncy bands? Sure. Bouncy bands are an industrial strength rubber band that attaches to a student's desk legs or his chair legs, so the student can put their feet on the band and bounce their feet or stretch their legs when they need to get some extra movement in class. I love it. I was talking to my mom last night, and she was a second grade teacher for 20 years, and she said that she had heard of them, and she thought they were great. So you have my mom's approval. (laughs) Awesome. So what led you to create? Bouncy bands. Sure. As a school counselor, I would oftentimes get students sent down to my office because they were getting in trouble for 
wander in the halls or stay in, too, in the bathroom for too long. And I would talk to them and ask them, you know, what's going on? And they just hated being in class. And I, I was trying to figure out why did they hate being in class so much? Because they couldn't articulate exactly, you know, that they were feeling frustrated because they didn't get a chance to move. They would say things like, school is just boring, it's no fun, all I have to do is just sit there. And um, so I would try different experiments with them. I would give them a yoga ball to sit on, and the kids would love it, but the teachers didn't like the fact that their heads were bobbing up and down. <laughs> and the kids behind them had a hard time seeing when their, uh, when their heads bobbing up and down and became right. a visual distraction to other students. So that became a problem. And then um, I tried a standing desk. They were so expensive. And the students that use the standing desk uh, are used to the same students that need to be in the front of the classroom so the teacher can, can redirect and put her hand on their shoulder if they need to, some extra attention. But if the kids are in the front of the class standing up, nobody else in the rest of the class are able to see them if they're standing sitting behind them. Right. So I wanted to come up with a solution that would accommodate kids to be able to get the movement that they needed without any sound or noise or uh, distraction to anybody else. Wow, what a great way to solve that problem. Because, yeah, I also would imagine with the standing desk, at least the kids that I work with, um, a lot of times they, when they're active, they're feeling very active. But then when they don't want to be active, they, you know, want to sit back down. And I can imagine that would present problems too of, like, Sometimes I want to stand up. Sometimes I don't. All that good stuff. So, right. Um, well, great. So why is it important for kids to be able to kind of move around? Well, it's really important for everybody to move around, not just the kids. Right. But, but teachers oftentimes get to move around throughout the day and while they're teaching, but the students are the ones that are stuck at their desk. Kids have you know eight to ten times more energy than kids than adults do. <laughs> We're expected them to sit still for five or six hours in class every day. And they do get some breaks for lunch and recess, and, and um, sometimes they have specials. But generally, most students are expected to sit at their desk for five or six hours a day. So the um, kind of the the reasoning behind it. Not only do we have you know, huge records of childhood obesity and juvenile diabetes in our culture. The generation, the kids that were born last year are the first generation in the United States history where the kids have a shorter lifespan than their parents. Wow. And that's ridiculous. There's absolutely no reason that in this day and age that our kids here in America have a shorter lifespan than their parents. Because, and I think that the great majority of that is due to diet and exercise and sleep. And mm-hmm. we can't deal with their diet and we can't deal with their sleep when we're at school, hopefully. But we can deal with their exercise by being able to give them some movement in class. And many schools across the country are going to a two recess periods a day. Instead of one 30-minute period a day, they're giving them two 20-minute periods during, during, throughout the day to give kids more uh, movement. You know, the kids that go to soccer once a week for practice and once a week for their game, that's generally all the exercise that those kids are getting because they're not riding their bikes anymore, they're not walking to school anymore, and they're not engaging in just neighborhood activities, you know, with their neighbor kids. They're stuck on their, you know, on their mobile device or their computer or the video games as soon as they get home, and they're not engaging in that physical activity that lots of kids did just 15, 20 years ago. Right, for sure. Um, I'm also curious about. Uh, the kind of brain chemistry behind movement. I know a lot of, I, I just did 
an episode, record an episode with some of my nanny kids uh, that have now grown up and they're 11 and 10 and 8. And um, they, as we were recording, you know, and these are kids that I've worked with for years and years, and I wouldn't have thought it would be so difficult for them to sit still because while we're recording, if they move around, it makes noise, it, you know, distorts the sound. And so I had to remind them, you know, you have to sit still when you're talking because otherwise it's going to pick up on all your movement. And they really, as the more that they were trying to think and answer, the more it seemed like their bodies needed to move which I found really interesting because I don't know that I would have seen that otherwise, even though I helped them with their homework and things like that. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, I saw a really neat interview with Michael J. Fox where Jane Pauley was interviewing him and asking him about his Parkinson's disease, and she was so distracted by his shaking. And she said, Michael, is there any way that you're able to stop yourself and be still? He said, yeah, I can actually do it, but it takes all of my power, all of my energy to to focus and be able to do that. So kids are kind of like Michael J. Fox. They're stuck in this situation where they either have to sit still or they can listen. But they can't do both. They can't engage and listen in class by being perfectly still because it takes so much mental energy to force themselves to be perfectly still. So when we're able to give kids a way to be able to move in class without distracting, without hurting anybody else, they can get that relief that they need and still be able to engage in class you know, to, to their best performance. Um, there's actually a science behind the bouncy bands called the Yerkes-Dodson Law. It's Y-E-R-K-E-S-Dodson Law. It's over 100 years old in psychology where it's based on the fact that everybody is in their optimum performance zone when they have a medium energy level. If they're too hyperactive, they're not going to be able to focus, and if they're too lethargic, they're not going to be able to perform. So what bouncy bands do is they try to help kids who are kind of bored and not engaged bounce themselves into this medium perfect zone where they're going to be able to have best performance. And if kids are really off the charts hyperactive, they can bounce in the band to calm themselves down, give themselves some of that sensory relief so they are able to read or write or be able to do some school behaviors to their best performance instead of just being so rattled and not being able to get any relief in class. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And so this podcast is geared towards nannies, which a lot of times, you know, we're picking up kids after school and asking them how their day went and things like that. And I know that, um, you know, we're not present in the classrooms necessarily, but I think that we a lot of times get a good temperature um, of what is happening during the day because we're the first ones to see them after they get done with school. And um, I know a lot of kids that I have worked with have really struggled uh, and have said, you know, I don't like school. And I think it is because they, uh, they go from being able to move freely to, to not. Um, and, and a lot of these kids are even in a Montessori classroom, which provides more movement than um, a typical school. Uh, So yeah, I think this is just such a great way to approach this. I know that kids also, from experience, (laughs) get very fidgety during mealtimes, especially if it is like a family meal, um, which I think is really important. But 
you know, the kids a lot of times will eat and then they're done. And a lot of families say, please, you know, stay at the table until we're all done. Um, could bouncy bands be used in the home as well? Yeah, many parents use bouncy bands on the kitchen chair ta- kitchen chairs. Um, they generally don't fit onto the kitchen table legs. Right. They will fit on the kitchen chairs or the dining room chairs. So when the kids are either eating or they're doing their homework, they're able to get some of that sensory relief. And some of the really high hyperactive kids, they need to go out on the trampoline. Or they need to do some jumping jacks or a, a, do some jump rope for five or ten minutes just to blow off that top level of energy that they have where they're so cooped up and they're so overwhelmed. They just need to get some quick, you know, relief. And then they can use the bouncy band for getting that moderate relief while they're getting frustrated doing their homework or getting bored while they're um, waiting for everybody else to engage in, you know, dinner um, dinner conversation. Yeah, I think that that's great. Yeah, I, I live in Chicago, and so the winters can be brutal for you know, really, uh, active kids because sometimes it's, you know, (laughs) it's hard to go outside. Um, although I do believe in going out and facing, uh, cold weather because I think it helps teach that, you know, you don't just wait for the good days. You go out in all kinds of weather and experience it. But I think that this could be really useful for those days that you have been cooped up and you're all, you've all been together all day. <laughs> yeah. And just, just activity in general, not just for hyperactive kids, but, you know, if you have a brother and a sister or two brothers that are, you know, conflicting with each other, and you're trying, as a nanny, trying to help them resolve the problem, before you get into a conversation mode, it could be very proactive to say, you know, before we start talking, how would you go both take five minutes and either do some jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups, or run around the house outside uh, just for five or ten minutes, and while you're running, think about what you want to do in our conversation that we're going to have in ten minutes to resolve that problem that we just had. So it gives them a way to get some sensory relief, and while they can mentally start to process of how they want to engage in that conversation, instead of just sitting them down and say, "All right, let's talk about what just happened that's unacceptable," you know? Right. It really works well. Yeah, really approaching it with from that caring place of. Let's all solve this problem together instead of, um, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, I completely agree. Um, and then I know that some parents and nannies can sometimes worry when their kids can't sit still. I, I loved um, what you said about that moderate level of energy zone. Um, but is, is, it, is it normal for kids to need to move around? It's actually healthy for kids to move around because I'm just like you might know people that have been in the hospital for long periods of time. You know, when when they start getting bed sores, that's a really hard, nasty situation to try to recover from because they're in the bed for so long. So the dangers of sedentary behavior, the Mayo Clinic actually refers to it as the new smoking. Mm. So when we're able to give everybody, you know, adults and kids, any way to be able to move, that's going to help your body stay alive instead of starting to die. So anytime you stay still for too long, you start, you know, cells are dying because they're getting squished or they're just not getting the circulation and the blood that they need. Right, right. Yeah. And is there kind of, I mean, I know every child is different, but is there a 
an area that is more normal, <laughs> I guess, for their needs to move? Is there anything that you would think you would need to ask for extra help if it's really becoming a problem or anything like that? Mm-hmm. I would say that there's probably 20% of the population, this is just my own personal Scott Ertl, um guesstimate, mm-hmm. but I would say there's about 20% of the population has a really severe uh, difficulty in sitting still. These are the, the kids who are diagnosed with ADHD or hyperactivity or maybe even autism or Tourette syndrome or restless leg syndrome. So those 20% of students or adults in the world, really it's painful for them to sit still. And then there's other 50 to 60% of the population that aren't anywhere near that extreme level, but they just have a lot of energy. They have a lot of you know, need for movement, and they really like to be able to, um, to get around instead of having to sit still. And then there's another 5 or 10% of kids that are perfectly fine sitting still, and there's, they don't get bored at all. That's totally their world, sitting still. So the, the, the overwhelming minority are kids that don't like to move or, or don't want to move. Right. But everybody really has a benefit. Either they really like to or they really want to um, be able to get some movement. And I think I just did my mental math, and that did not add up to 100%. I just shows you that I was using my personal guesstimates there. <laughs> right, yeah. But I love that idea of kind of almost this bell curve of um, of normal amounts of needing to move. And that it – I just – I know that as a nanny and then especially as a parent, there's often this worry, you know, that sets in really quickly of what is normal. And um, as a nanny, I have often had to remind myself that kids do need to move so much more. Um, And especially boys, I think, um... Although, you know, girls need to move as well. But when I started with boys, I have a Fitbit. And when I uh, started with boys, the amount of steps that I took almost doubled. um, Because they were just go, go, go all the time. I had a really neat story about a Fitbit. It was with a child that really struggled to behave in class. And his teacher had a red, yellow, green um, behavior chart. So the kids would come in on green every day and they'll get one warning, but after their second, after their first warning, if they got in trouble again, they go to yellow. And yellow means silent lunch. They don't get to talk to anybody at lunch. Hmm. They have to sit over at that booth by themselves. And if the kids get another warning and then another correction, they go to red, which means they don't get any recess. Well, this one kid was on red by 9.30 every morning and hated school and asking his mom, please homeschool me. Please send me somewhere else. I just hate it. It's no fun. So the, the parent found out about bouncy bands, and she asked the teacher if we could try it for a week, and the teacher said, well, give it a try. You know, it can't hurt him for sure. If it becomes a problem, we'll just take him off his desk. Well, the first day he tried, he was on green for the whole day. And the second day, he was on green for the whole day. And the, the third day, the, t- the teacher was just stunned and asked the parent, where did you get this from? I have three other kids that really need one, you know, just like, <laughs> like your son does. And she gave him the website, and the teacher asked the parent if she could put her Fitbit on the child's ankles just to see how much movement he was doing because she was just amazed that he could be on green three days in a row. So in one day, 
he had 32,000 steps on his wow. just in the, the hours that he was at school. The teacher couldn't believe it. She was wondering how on earth could this child be expected to sit still and, and behave and learn if he has that much energy that he didn't know what to do with. But when yeah. he has an appropriate way to get that relief, he's able to look and be happier and finally get some invitations to birthday parties and finally be able to play with his friends at recess and finally be able to sit at the same table as his classmates in school. So it's just, it's amazing how little things about getting kids appropriate ways to get relief can make such a huge difference. Whether you're a nanny and you're able to do a walk and talk with a child where the kids are able to walk side by side with you as they're blowing off that extra energy about telling you what their day was about or what they were frustrated about instead of saying, all right, sit down and talk to me about what's going on and how I need to get you to behave. Because it's just, it's just too much, it's just for too much for some kids to be able to do. It really is. And yeah, the walk and talk method, I love that. Sometimes even, you know, if it's not super nice outside, um, we'll kind of do laps around <laughs> their house and walk and talk. Um, and I also, my kiddos know about my Fitbit and a different nanny and I get in um, competitions and so the kids will cheer us on and walk with us <laughs> to like have their nanny beat the other nanny which is very fun so yeah I I think that is so interesting and and what a um great reminder of you know uh the the kids that need the most help are um, often ask for it in the most unloving ways. And that, you know, something as simple as letting a kid move can make a huge difference in their day and their social abilities and ability to focus in class. I, I love that story. You were, you were asking about how parents want reassurance to make sure their kids are normal. Yeah. And I think some of the kids want that same reassurance that they're okay. There's right. nothing wrong with them that they have energy. It's actually an awesome thing that they have energy. And the last thing we want to do is to stop on these kids and say, no, you need to be able to sit still and be quiet. I don't care if you're dead. I don't care if you're unresponsive. I just want you to sit still and be quiet. And We don't want to do that. We want to keep the energy alive and reassure kids that there's nothing wrong with them. Right. Yes. That the, the energy is, is actually a really good gift. Yeah. And that, yeah, and and also giving them a way to get it out in a non-disruptive. Because I, I do love, you know, how you started by talking about when you were looking for ways but thinking about other kids because that is also an important part of school is that you're learning to meet your own needs but also not sacrifice the needs of others which can be a hard lesson um, for all of us, I think. Yeah, and my, my problem when I first started off with the Down Spams was I thought that it was only going to be for those kids who, who are hyperactive. I didn't realize all the kids that have learning disabilities, how they don't know what to do with that struggle that they have inside when they're reading or writing or drawing or working on something, and they don't know what to do with that frustration. So it becomes internalized in, into some kind of anxiety or even a depression sometimes where kids don't know what to do with that, that pressure. So being able to have a physical way to get some relief, whether it's with a bouncy band or yoga ball 
or standing desk or walk and talk, some way to get that relief can pr provide a huge um, benefit to kids to be able to function better. But they don't act out. You don't see them. They're a lot more invisible than the kids who are hyperactive. There's so many kids have anxiety problems or learning disabilities or just a, um, a reluctance to, um, to do their best and push through when things are hard. Right, right. Or a reluctance to ask for help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which, yeah, we've talked about on the podcast um, in quite a few different episodes of making sure that, you know, the kids that are quiet, um, that you are also giving them the attention and not just the squeaky wheels. Um, so I love that reminder as well. Well, if someone is listening um, and they're like, oh my gosh, gotta try this. This sounds amazing. Um, you know, someone, a nanny that has a, a homework struggle or those mealtime struggles, um, how can a listener find out more about Bouncy Bands? Sure. Our main website is bouncybands.com. It's B-O-U-N-C-Y-B-A-N-D-S.com. And they can also purchase them on Amazon. Or we have lots of retailers across the country that um, provide them as well. That's great. And um, is there anything else that you would like to add or talk about? Um, I want to thank you for the opportunity to be able to share with nannies. And I also want to directly thank nannies for their job because they're providing a vital role for the, being able to support kids in their time of life where they really need somebody else to root for them and support them and love on them when their parents might be preoccupied or busy or uh, unavailable to be able to provide that support. So I think nannies just provide an awesome resource for kids to be able to grow and be their best. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, we, I mean, I can't speak for all nannies, but I went back to work after a two-week break today, and the two-week break was lovely, but I was just so happy <laughs> to be back, which is a lovely feeling to have about your job. I think I agree with you. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, wonderful. Um, so if you are listening and you want to find out more about Bouncy Bands, go to bouncybands.com. I will link that in the show notes. So it's already down there for you. Um, you don't have to write it down or anything, especially if you're driving. Just listen and then it'll be there for you when you're done. Um, and uh, we end each episode with a fun, cute, quote or story and Scott has brought one. Sure. One of the cute quotes that I heard a student describe about bouncy bands is she said that bouncy bands keep her feet busy so her mind can work. Oh, I love that. What a great I mean that's that's some good marketing there too. So <laughs> she's got she's got a future. <laughs> well thank you so much Scott. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Have a great day. You too. Bye. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Chronicles of Nania is produced and hosted by Martha Reddick. Artwork by Noni Amadon. Theme music by Brad Kemp. Find him at secondbedroomstudio.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of Nania and on Twitter at Nania Podcast. To contact us, email chroniclesofnania at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.
up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 